0: What you see is what you did I keep it a buck keep it 100 ain't day that's a must I am who I am make no apologies about it I'm real you ain't never got to doubt it what you see is what you did I keep it a buck keep it 100 ain't day that's a must I am who I am make no apologies about it I'm real you ain't never got to doubt it can't worry about the hate they ain't up for the Cause I love myself too much to be fake I will represent the truth until I'm blue in the face Got my eyes on the prize trying to keep up the pace Got a lot on my mind trying to let it be known I like to shoot it straight, a word that I own But I don't empty a clip, instead I empty my dome If we wanna see change then it starts in a home Cause what you see is what you get I keep it a buck, keep it 100 a day That's a must. I am who I am Make no apologies about it I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it What you see is what you get I keep it a buck, keep it 100 Anything that's a must, I am who I am Make no apologies about it I'm real, you ain't never gotta doubt it
1: Good, everybody. It's your boy, Kirk Ray Smith. Y'all know what it is. Welcome uh, to the second uh, episode of I Am with Kirk Ray Smith. I am so excited uh, to share with you uh, more insight. Um, you know, we uh, have a number of uh, incredible topics and guests lined up uh, for future podcasts. And uh, as I mentioned before in the first episode is that, you know, my, our goal is to to put out um you know, uh an episode, at least one episode per week, kind of keep it going. Uh really good content, I think. Um, and so uh today is no uh exception. And so before we get into the topic uh for this particular podcast, which I think could be something that will spark your interest um and give you something to think about, uh and definitely I think a great conversation starter, and I think it's apropos Uh, apropos for uh, today, uh, the climate that we live in. And this is uh, part one of two parts uh, that we'll share. So it's a uh, two-part. So this episode, we'll do part one. And then the next episode, you do part two, the final part. And uh, I think you guys definitely get a lot out of it. So before we get started, so I do have a couple reads here. I do want to recognize some of our sponsors. So one, apparel, uh, which is a, a lifestyle apparel, all types of Really cool t-shirts and tank tops and spring and summer wear. Uh, casual, um, you know, you can kind of mix it up a little bit. You can do t-shirts and jeans or sweats, you know, maybe some khakis or something like that. You know, mix it up a little bit, but really nice gear. Uh, very uh, inexpensive and you can find uh, all the gear you're looking for at One Apparel. And that's one uh, hyphen apparel, A P P A R E L dot equid e c w i d dot com so that's one hyphen apparel dot dot com for all the latest gear uh, really good stuff there so please uh, support the brand and it and one is a vibe it's a belief it's a mindset it is a lifestyle also if you are looking for a personal trainer uh, whether you're looking for someone that can provide personal trainer virtually or in person or if you're just looking for a fitness coach, you have a particular goal you want to get to, maybe you're training for a trial or something like that, you just need a, uh, some fitness coaching. Uh we do provide that uh with Kirksmith Unlimited. Uh and I happen to be a personal trainer. Uh and so if you are if you're in need of it locally here in the uh central, west central Florida area, or uh it can happen uh virtually, just uh, reach out to us at 727 383 one eight seven zero. that's 727-383-1870, or uh, for booking, you can always go to uh, uh, Unlimited at gmail.com, that's J-O-N-I-T-A, Unlimited at gmail.com for booking, so book your session today. And lastly, uh, We Got Snacks is a wonderful uh, group that actually delivers snacks to you, snacks made to order. You create the menu. And they will pick it up and deliver it to you and set it up so it can be at your office, it can be for your team, it can be at your home, wherever you need it. So, we got snacks, and you can locate We Got Snacks uh, on Facebook uh, at We Got Snacks, or you can send an email uh, to We Got Snacks.fun at gmail.com. So, those are the reads, and I'll remind you guys again at the end of the, the episode. Uh, just in case you uh, need that information over again, but you can always rewind it. So let's get to it. So the topic, man, this is a good one. It's important to me. And we're going to, uh, so, so I'll, I'll give you the, the title of the episode and then uh, let's go from there. So the title is No Groceries from the Church. Let me say it again. No Groceries from the Church. Now, this is not religious at all. There is, there is no religious messaging and better than anything I'll be sharing with you. Um, all, but at the, at the same token, this is not anti-church. Uh, there's nothing that I'm going to talk about that's anti, against the church or anybody who believes in going to church or however, whatever uh, church structure or whatever belief they have. Um, no, this is not to speak against that. It's not anti. Um, I have no interest in any of that. Um, and again, but this is also is not Episode or broadcast uh, that's going to actually, you know, advocate for any particular religion, but just want to kind of talk about something again that's near and dear to my heart. So, no groceries from the church. So, crazy title, right? Okay, at least it sparks your interest, right? Just a little bit. Um, So, and again, this is two parts. It's a two parts. So we'll do part one. uh, So I won't uh, bore you. But no, it's a good, good topic. So. All right. So uh, years ago, now I'm p- probably talking, man. I want to say early '90s. So just before you get to the mid '90s, and I guess when you say mid, maybe you know four, five, six, seven like that. Maybe that's the mid part of the '90s. So I would say maybe maybe around mid '90s. Yeah. Um, you know, young man. I was a young man. Young family. Um, I have three adult sons now, but at the time uh, we had uh, two sons, Kirk Jr. Um, and then my uh, middle son, Cortez. And Cortez was a infant, and Kirk was a toddler uh, at the time. So very small, in the military. And and something that people, I don't know, how, now my my youngest son is, is in the military now. Obviously, they pay a lot more than they did when, when I was in. But, you know, we, we didn't make a lot of money in the military. And I think that's some assumptions that people have that uh, just, just simply isn't true. Uh, you're not going to have you know it depends on where you are rank wise but i was pretty close to the bottom so at any rate i wasn't a military but we struggled you know we struggled it was tough so I didn't have any disposable income um you know nothing extra so everything i made and and i at the time i was the only one working you know because you know my wife was taking care of the boys at that time and we kind of chose to go that route so at any rate so i'm a part of this church, man. I'm, I'm giving them, you know, every extra dime I had, man. I'm, I'm uh, you know, giving an offering. Now, if you're not familiar with, you know, how churches are, church life, and, and not every church the same, but many churches ask that people pay a tithe, okay, a tithe, T-I-T-H-E, and that's basically 10% of your income. And, you know, so there's some debate about, is it, you know, gross income, net income, every income source, whatever. Whatever. But the teaching is is that you pay a tithe you you give them ten percent um and so we we can talk about that later on in the episode if we don't get to it uh in this one in terms of the you know more detail around that minutiae around it we'll definitely get it in the, in part two so at any rate, so I'm paying tithes and and you know going broke you know paying all our bills and then paying the, the church man and 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 they're a lot man I was a usher, I was on a security team i i worked um You know it was always some kind of project going on so you know me and a lot of the guys we would be at the church till you know two three in the morning you know running wires and and you know just working and in addition to our normal jobs and not getting paid mind you to do any of this stuff this was all volunteer work which is you know you feel like you're doing it for God and all of that so anyway let me fast forward so uh more than one time we ran out of money you know like my my check didn't last very long so let's just say I got paid on a the 15th of the month, then let's say, yeah, say 15th of the month. Within five days, you know, we didn't have any money unless we just decided not to pay bills, you know. So, and we we did that too before. But at any rate, I'm sure none of y'all can identify with, you know, skipping bills. Uh, but we didn't pay. Sometimes, but this particular time, we did. So I'm out of money. Um, and, so I go to the, um, uh, church. And, you know, and I think I don't know if I walked over that day. I don't even know if we had a car. Time. I can't remember because we, we went through periods where we didn't have transportation. Um, So um, I went to the church and I went to the church for prayer. Now, they had people that worked at the church. They had staff. So, you know, like I went to the associate pastor. So that's like the number two person. And, you know, he was in his office. And I said, look, you know, um, you know, this is tough. This is a tough month. Uh, we're all out of money. Um and I can't afford to buy groceries for my family, man. I you know, we just I can't buy groceries. I got these two little guys and my wife and myself and I can't buy groceries and it's breaking my heart, man. I'm you know, and I was wondering, you know, um, you know, um and before I could even finish my sentence, the number two, the big guy, he said, Well there's nothing we can do for you. So he cut me off. and He said, There's nothing we can do for you. You know, there's there's nothing, you know, we can't help you financially. I'm like, huh? I said, well, I didn't really come uh, to request that you do anything for me financially. I was just simply asking for prayer, right? Because the way we're taught, you know, if you got a situation, you take it to God, right? So um, I went to pray, you know, I said, well, let me pray. So I prayed, you know, I said, can you pray with me? And he said, okay, yeah, but again, we can't help you financially. Okay. So at that point, I, I kind of got a sour taste in my mouth. So, of course, you know, we prayed or whatever, and then they didn't do anything for me. I think one of the guys that connected us with some kind of food bank or something at the time, and we got it, but the church didn't do anything for us. And I and at that time, see, I should have knew that, that, you know, when I look back on it, man, that was like an indicator that a lot of these churches man are rackets and a lot of these 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 guys and gals and, and people who run these churches really could care less about the people man I'm just gonna come flat out and say it that they they really have no real concern um for people what they could what they're concerned about is power prestige and, and money and whatever else they're looking for. They really don't care about people. Now again Although my statements are general, uh, I am not saying that every church is this way. I'm just telling you what I know and what I've witnessed uh, over the years. Now, so again, at that example. So here's what I find interesting. Now, 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 walk with me for a second. So my experience in churches, right? Around churches. They'll have these big campaigns or they'll be raising money for something, right? Let's say the 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 uh, the famous building fund, right? We need to raise X thousands of dollars for the building fund. So if they want to buy a new building or put a new wing or renovate something, whatever, a building fund, something needs to be fixed, repaired, what have you, replaced. And they call on the congregation to, you know, uh, finance this. So we're going we to rally up an offering. I remember a church I was in, it was always good for rallies. They want to, I feel the spirit of rally, you know, so everybody, yeah, you know, everybody get $5, $10, $100, whatever. And even some churches, they would have like 100, they would have lines based on the amount, L-I-N-E-S, based on the amount of money that you gave, you would be in a line. So if you were in a $50 line, $100 line, $200 line, it would be like so-called profits. And based on the amount you gave, that uh, determined the kind of prophecy you got. Isn't that crazy? So if you gave a greater amount of money, the greater your prophecy. But anyway, subject for a different time. So they would do. So to, so when they had a need, the church would call on the people. Right? We help us pay this bill. Help us whatever. And the people would. And we they would. And you know, okay, they expect the people to do it. But then when the people come to the church for a need, the church says, call on God. Again, so if the church has a need, they call on the people. But if the people have a need, they have to call on God. Think about that for a second. So if we're in need of something, we need to seek God's help. If they're in need of something, then they seek our help. So I guess what just they're saying is, is that God will use us to to pay their bills, to support their building fund or whatever it is that they need, pay their salaries or whatever. But we have to deal with God directly to get what we need so we got to pray for a miracle and something miraculous or, you know, to happen, right? And so they don't need a miracle, they just need us, but we need a miracle. So we can't say to them when they ask us to give them something, call God, call on God. No, we got to help them because God inspired us to do so. And if we don't do it, then we're bad and we're mean and we're selfish and God's going to curse us because we didn't help them. But but they're not held to the same standard. And so the very place that's asking you to pay this 10%, give all these offerings, those funds aren't available when you're in need, whether it's groceries or rent or whatever it is, or mortgage, the money's not available or you got to go do a rigmarole to get it. So the reality is that first of all, that's uh a double standard. Second of all, it is I don't believe it's from from God because that doesn't make sense that if you have a need you ask me, if I have a need I have to ask God. Right? So but but a lot of us listen to that and do what they tell us because we're afraid that God's going to get us. If we if we're disrespectful, if we're selfish, God's gonna punish us for not helping them because they asked us. Because God told them to ask us, and because God inspired them and told them to ask us, we gotta do whatever they say because they are represent. Uh, they represent and they speak for God. And see, way back when when I needed those groceries, I really believed that God spoke through these people, and I made excuses for them for their. Negligence and dereliction of duty to not help me because I said, well, God must have had a different plan, a different way to help me and they, they were not going to be the vehicle in which he uses to help me. You see? So what we do is we make excuses and we allow people to do this and treat us this way. So again, if the church needs something, they call on the people. If the people need something, they have to call on God, doesn't jive, right? So no groceries from the church, can't help you. Or they'll say, well, cut, like for, for example, let's put, let's let's set God aside for a second, right? Let's put the whole God inspired, let's put that to, to the side in my situation. Now, here's a guy that's giving you everything he has offerings and tithes, he's in the church four or five days out the week he's ushering, working hard and being paid, being compensated for nothing he comes to you for with a need and you can't, and the first thing you say to him is I can't help you before he even asked you for your help now who does a person like that this person gives you everything everything they have they give it to you and Now they're in a position of need and you're in a position of strength and you deny that person. Is that from God? You see? But a lot of times these people use God and they hide behind God and they use God as collateral as a good excuse for them not to treat you like God actually would. Because it ain't God, it's man. It's man. And so that's a problem. Then you have, again, no groceries from the church. Then this is another one. It's like I mentioned earlier. So if things go wrong for you financially or otherwise, you know, um, you know they'll say, well, are you paying tithe? Are you giving a tithe? Are you uh, giving offerings? whatever? And if you're not giving an offering to paying a tithe, well, the reason you're having difficulty financially because God has cursed you financially. And until you learn how to tithe and give an offering, your finances won't improve. So effect, you're effectively canceling your blessing because you ain't giving us 10% of your income and you're not giving us enough in offering. So you curse. So why? how can we pray for you? So until you pay tithes, we can't pray for your financial situation to improve or even your health because... God is punishing you for being bad. And yeah, and that other thing you did, you, you, you slept with somebody, so God's going to punish you. You, uh, you cursed, so God's going to punish you because you have a foul mouth and, you know, and he's going to treat you this way. And you cheated on your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever. And you, or you whatever it is, God is punishing you for all the horrible things you do. That's why you're struggling because you're cursed, because you're bad. Right. But then, then they say, right. When you do good and you're not doing any of those horrible, awful things. Right. As they label you and bad things happen. It's God teaching you a lesson. He's trying to build your faith. (laughs) Wait a minute. So if I'm, if I'm doing wrong things, according to them and things are going wrong for me, then I'm being punished for my badness, my unrighteousness. If I'm doing all the right things and things go wrong for me, God is teaching me a lesson to build my faith. Are you kidding? See, that whole thought or teaching about you reap what you sow, that's a lie. That's a lie. No one reaps what they sow. Listen, if that was true, you tell me how many of us Would even still exist if we actually reap what we've sown. Think about it. Who would even be alive? I wouldn't even be able to do this podcast, folks, if I reap what I sow. Because I've done some horrible things I didn't pay for, and I've done some good things I didn't get recognition or rewarded for. So to me, it's a wash. And I think we all are better off if it's that way. And also, reaping and sowing is is, is speaking of agriculture, man. That's agriculture. That's sowing something in the ground and then it comes up and it grows. That's what you reap what you sow. Karma, all that stuff, man, that stuff is made up. Because you do not reap what you sow, folks. That's a lie. And who wants to reap everything they've sown? Um, if you had to choose, you know, like, listen, the trade-off is when you don't get rewarded for all the good that you do and at the same time, you don't pay for all the horrible things you've done, that's the payoff. Man, that's a fair deal in my book. But reaping and sowing is talking about agriculture. Speaking of agriculture, man, this whole ties thing, Right? And it bothers me because, again, no groceries from the church, man. They're not giving you groceries. You're not getting groceries from them, man. They ain't got time for you. Uh, What gets to me on this tie thing. Now, I'm going to say this. The Bible has probably been altered, compromised, twisted, changed, revised, uh, 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 who, who knows hundreds thousands of times I don't know so you know just know that but I'm going to tell you something later that's going to you know help you a little bit with that so Todd so they always go to and I, and I saw this post uh, and I forget it was some social media platform and by the way you can get this podcast and wherever wherever podcast exists you are able to access I Am with Kirk Ray Smith wherever you find a podcast you will find us trust me you know, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts. I mean the whole gamut, we're everywhere. So wherever you, you find a, you can find a podcast. We are on that platform at any rate. So I saw this post somewhere on social media and they said, uh, um, it was a photo and basically this church they had this board of and then they called it the non-tithers. So anyone that didn't, you know, will a man rob God, you know, non-tithers. And if you um if you don't tithe, they had your name listed like on two different, like all, all these sheets of paper. Like so you were basically to call you out, which is idiotic. But this whole thing about tithing, they use the scripture in, this, in Malachi, the book of Malachi, which I believe is the last uh book in the Bible before you get into the New Testament, so the last book of the Old Testament is in the chapter three. They use chapter three, verse eight, or some some verses around there in chapter three. And it talks about tithing. You know, bring you know uh, your tithe to the storehouse, and you know, um, and God will pour out a blessing. You might you won't, you won't have room enough to receive. Now, during those times, and you got to remember too, the Bible is not sequential, particularly the Old Testament. So. You have a lot of writings that's in there That's that's positioned But it may have happened Like some can be written in the, the, the uh, latter part of the Old Testament That actually happened earlier So it's just That's kind of how they canonize it But anyway Not here to go through all of that But during those times Famine You know Famines were common It was common to have famine in the land Very very regular So they were instructing these people Hey, store up grain Put it in your the storehouses Born houses Whatever store up grain and, and all this stuff because when the famine comes you have plenty to eat and you can share it with other people um, you know when the famine comes if you save during the good times you know so bring a percentage of everything that you reap that you sown in the ground your grain bring 10% of that and save it so when the time comes when the famine comes you have so much you 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 ain't got enough room for all the The grain you have available, and therefore you should share it with other people. Agriculture. Talking about food, not money. But what these people have done is taken that and and convince people that God wants you to give 10% of all your income and bring it to the church, and that way, you know, we can store it up. But see, if that's the case, then why is it I couldn't get the church, although I didn't ask them, why well, didn't even they offer to buy me groceries? I was paying my tithes. I was storing it up because they were paying salaries and everything else. And to get anything, you had to go through a whole, probably some rigmarole. I don't know. So really the church, when they take your tithes, they're not storing it up. The church is a pass through. <laughs> That's worse than the bank. So they're literally taking the money you're giving and using it to pass it from you to the church somewhere to somebody else. So it's a pass through. So you're not storing it up. So while you use Malachi to justify people giving you 10% of their income, well, you stop the principle because it's designed to store us up enough. So when the very same people that gave you the money in times of need, they can get it from you. Now, if if the churches were doing that, then I could get with that. But so what they did is they took the scripture and used the part that benefited them and stopped right there. That's what I'm saying. That a lot of of us, a lot of people have been lied to. Like there's a lot of people who have been told they're going to go to hell in heaven right now. There's a lot of people who have lived their lives with incredible limitations because somebody convinced them if they did A, B, C, or D they're going to hell or they're dishonoring God to follow their dreams and beliefs. You know, i seen a, a pastor castigate this homosexual, right? There was a, it was a gay guy at church. And the pastor, I mean, just dogged this guy in front of everybody. But they tell him you you know, just dogging him. And I said, well, wow, this is interesting. Because you, you you allow homosexuals right to write your music and, and play the you know on an organ or electric whatever and direct your choirs and all that stuff right and how many gospel songs do you think was written by a gay person that, that people love so you can tell them all that but they'll never be able to preach or they can't really be gay around you but you're going to use them and their talent, and just to cast them off to hell because God hates gay people, right? That's what they say, right? So see, it's another example of you, you select what works for you and then anything that doesn't benefit you after that, you dispose of it and you act like it doesn't exist. You see? And see, that's what I'm, what I'm trying to convey with this podcast, this episode, man, part one, Of no groceries from the church Is that You have to be Man it's time to expose the lies I don't think God is a lie I don't think Jesus Christ is a lie I don't think the Holy Spirit is a lie But a lot of these churches are Lies A lot of these structures Lies Made up by men to keep people Men and women To keep people in power And to keep other people down To to classify To put people in groups that's what they were set up to do. And that's what they continue to do. And people are in churches who are struggling with mental health. They're not, they're not healthy emotionally. They're not healthy physically, spiritually, financially, socially, domestically. Messed up because they have been tricked into believing that God has no interest in them simply being themselves. God knows who and what he created. But these people have tricked so many of us and I was one of them. You know, led to believe stuff that simply isn't true. And I don't care how long it's been happening, it doesn't make it truthful. And you see, so those small examples I gave you. And people are afraid to speak up and speak out as if somehow God listen, God is not up there pacing walking around waiting to destroy people for all the bad stuff we do all the wrong things you do all the bad thoughts, all the mistakes the errors, proclivities and weaknesses God don't operate like that but they will trick you into thinking that so even when you look at the Bible you have to question some of the stuff like for example I don't believe God ever changes but societies do and there's certain things in the Bible that was acceptable during those times is no longer acceptable now that's a fact right if and again this is not a religious podcast I'm not trying to uh, uh, pontificate any particular belief or, or proselytize or convert anybody to anything I'm just just sharing information that I know to help you help free you liberate you man get liberated in this trap, but there's stuff in the Bible like women should wear—they shouldn't show their ankles, uh, show any skin. They should wear dresses down to their ankles, and they shouldn't—the hair shouldn't be braided, and I don't know—they shouldn't wear makeup. I, I don't know. And they should be quiet and do what the man tells them, or else, right? No, literally. I mean, I'm, I'm so serious. Now. Maybe during that time or wherever they were in the world, that was okay, but you try that now. Try to tell women that they 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 can't uh wear uh skirts and shorts and whatever they want to wear and however they want to look and makeup and braids or whatever. Try that good luck. So did God change his mind or something? Right? So So that's so you can revise that part, but then You know, it's certain things that they want to hold on to that is never going to change because it fits their narrative and fits their greed and their pride and their lust for power and control. And it's narcissistic, man. I'm telling you, it's it's, these people are arrogant and to believe and to convince us that somehow they speak for God and them only. Well, if God created us and if he's truly in all of us, like he says that he is, then we can speak to God directly without these people. God, to me, made a way to make it possible. Now, what I'm getting ready to say now, and, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, a half hour into this podcast. So we're we're actually on the home stretch of the podcast. So I think we're two thirds of, uh, of the way uh, through this uh, episode. So what I'm getting ready to say now, I don't know if you're sitting, sitting down. If you're driving, be careful cuz especially for you people who are just you know super religious and you know you some you theologians and you know high high level spiritual people who just figured it all out for the rest of us idiots but i'm not sure god needs a church or the bible now hear me out I'm gonna say it again and repeat this. I'm not sure God even needs churches or the Bible. Now, let me let me say, now churches there are some good ones, no question, but there's some bad ones with horrible leaders and people who truly don't really care about the people. I'm telling you. Uh, and the Bible, again, has been altered, changed. Adjusted, revised, because it's always been in man's hands. And the Bible itself even says, however, that there are multiple books that have been written that gives an account. There's several accounts of what happened. You know, uh, with Jesus Christ, for example, that's not in the Bible because when they these spiritual people who I guess got together to canonize the. the to to consolidate and choose what writings would make it, what 66 books would ultimately make it to the Bible. And so you can't even trust everything that's in the Bible because some of that stuff has been altered and you can't trust everybody teaching from the Bible because at best, they're just ignorant and they've been misled or at worst, they're deliberately teaching you wrong things to fit their own narrative for whatever reason. So... I believe that God was able to knife through churches, knife through the Bible, and He knew He knows how to get to us without any of that. So, so say you take all the churches out and you get rid of the Bible, so that means we have new, we no longer have access to God. God is big enough, strong enough, mighty enough, and and uh, creative enough as our Creator. To ensure that we can get to Him without those things. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying omit them. I'm not saying eliminate them. I'm not even saying jettison them. What I am saying though is that you cannot be dependent on church, a church, or everything that's written in the Bible verbatim to get to God. So for me, again, I am not a Christian at all. I am a believer. I believe in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I believe that those are the steps, the clear steps, the clear access to God that he established. And that if you took out all this other stuff, all, again, these churches and Bibles and all this other stuff. And, and it's like, I don't know how many different versions of the Bible there are, by the way, of the Bible. You take all that out, Quran, the Torah, you take all these, these out. God is able to connect with his people. And I don't believe God has any interest in any human being that he created and uh, us going to hell. I don't think God has any interest at all. Um, I also don't believe this message. Uh, if you gave the church, you know, X amount of dollars or, you know, somehow you invest, you're going to be rich, you know. Prosperous and all of this man first of all everybody ain't gonna be rich everybody's not gonna be prosperous it's just a fact that's God's decision he you know yeah you play a role in your destiny and your own financial stability yes you do however you know God can influence that without question and open doors for you but there's no way that because a person gives a certain amount of money to a church or a ministry or whomever that they're gonna um, you know be prosperous and rich because of that and I'll finish up part one on this. And I want to talk again on this whole giving churches all your money and paying a tithe, 10%. And this is, and I'll, I'll kind of end it with a question. So, if it's true and they say, well, you're supposed to give 10% of your income to the church, to the house of God or whatever, to God. Okay, all right. And let's say, Because, you know, uh, let's do easy math. So if I had $1,000, 10% is $100, correct? All right. So if I got paid $1,000 and I took $100 out of my bank account and I went and took two homeless people, I fed them, got them a, a shower, got them cleaned up and bought them some new clothes right and I did this on Saturday and if I go to church on Sunday and I don't give them the the tithe the 10% because I use it on those homeless people would God be upset with me would I have disappointed and failed God in the church because I decided to take my 10% and invest it in uh, helping uh some folks that are in need versus putting it in an offering plate or bucket. Did I not tithe? Mm, that's the question. So that is part one. Uh, no groceries from the church. Um, good, good conversation starter. And so again, you know, and encourage everybody uh, wherever you can find a podcast. Please, please, please follow. I am with Kirk Ray Smith. Uh, if you can rate us, give us those five stars. Um That's a that's a uh, a big deal to get those five stars. Really appreciate that. That helps go a long, long way. Um, You know, but if we don't deserve five, that's okay. But the show will uh, absolutely get better as we continue to grow it with the different guests that are come on. We're going to have some more audio stuff happening. You know, my co-host, she'll be joining us uh with, I think, the next couple podcasts uh, she'll be on and be ready to go. Uh, got some really, really great topics, a lot of cultural stuff to talk about. Uh and again, I want to remind you, if you're looking for some nice spring and summer gear, some workout gear, you know, again, you want to be casual, you know, however, you want to be sporty, however you want to go with it, you know, definitely go to uh one apparel, uh, which is lifestyle apparel at uh one hyphen apparel.equid.com. That's one hyphen apparel A-P-P-A-R-E-L dot equid dot com. One is a vibe, a belief, a mindset, and a lifestyle. I'm telling you, great gear. You can check it out. Uh, nice, uh, great brand, great brand. Um, and I and I listen. I'm I, I'm sounding like I'm so like objective. I'm totally subjective when it comes to that. But great brand, high quality T-shirts and tanks um, for men and women. Um, if you're in need of a personal trainer. Uh, If you're here in the West Central Florida area, uh, we can make it happen in person or virtual. Or if you're not here in this area, you can make it virtual. Please call us at 727-383-1870. Again, 727-383-1870. Or you can book a a session uh, with yours truly at JanitaUnlimited at gmail.com. J-O-N-I-T-A, unlimited at gmail.com. Virtual or in person and also, if you are into uh, snacks and you want your snacks delivered to your group, to your home, to your workplace of work, whatever it is, We Got Snacks, we got you. Uh, so you can uh, check out We Got Snacks on Facebook uh, at We Got Snacks, or you can send a quick email to wegotsnacks.fun@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So great show. Appreciate you guys listening in. I uh, hope you it's a good conversation. You know, bring some people around, maybe run it back. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, definitely worth your attention. So that is part one, no groceries from the church. Part two will be ready for you guys uh, next week. Uh, so uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, stay positive, man. Keep trying. Keep pushing. You know, hey, the greatest, most amazingly selfish and beautiful thing you can do is love yourself. Put yourself first for change. It's a great thing. One.